Hello again, my fellow Americans. This is A.J. Wobbin. This is the uh, last uh, five vi uh, videos in the international issues area. Uh, we talked about uh, uh, violent religion intolerance agreement the last time, talking about the you know the Sunnis and the Shiites and their jihad mayhem has got to be brought to a halt, right? Um, and the last thing we're going to talk about is uh, the Middle East resettlement peace plan. Now, again, you say, well, who are you? I said, I'm a regular person. I'm a regular American. I have just a lifelong hobby of observing domestic and foreign policy. All right, so I'm going to lay out a plan to bring peace to the Middle East, which probably will never happen, but it should be laid out and presented to me, all right? And think about it, because... Um, I mean, we've had these Middle East peace talks between Israel and the Arabs and Muslims and everybody since I was a teenager, all right? It's just a joke, all right? It really is a joke. I mean, the, you know, the, uh, I mean, we had, we got peace in Ireland, which took forever. The, you know, the, the Protestants and the Catholics over there killing each other, and they finally figured it out. But these, like I said in the last video, these people have been killing each other for thousands of years. They're used to it. Um, you know, it's a sad truth. Now, so I'm going to lay this thing out, and it may be somebody's political fantasy, mine, but um, think of, there's no other place in the world that causes as much trouble as them, causes them as much expense as them, all right? And um, it's all tied up in territory, it's tied up in religion, uh, and anytime you get people... Um, in the schools over there, they teach jihad over there in the schools. They teach little kids this stuff. And it's just terrible. So we talked about jihad in the last one. And uh, trying to bring an end to that teaching. Okay, And, uh, and uh, people observing that bad part of their religion. Because for the most part, their religion is as peaceful as anybody else's. Right? Christian. Uh, Hindu. Right? But they've just got this situation over there and it's really uh, it's not so much the religion it's you know powerful people in different countries mad at each other um, wanting to take things out on each other you know paybacks remember for the most part though if you frame it as a Christian the Middle East is living in the Old Testament and the Old Testament is an eye for an eye that's all they understand all right uh, all they want to put up with They're not peace and love and forgiveness like Christ brought, and that's where they're living. They're living in the Old Testament, and we're spending billions of dollars, okay, every year, um, dealing with those people, and it's got to stop. So anyway, real quick, um, and again, this has to be pushed by the United Nations, and uh, some people in the Security Council, like the Russians, don't like it, it's tough, all right? You know, Russia's over there helping Assad over there in Syria now, and it's just unbelievable party. Anyway, so what we're going to propose is this. Um, we develop a uh, Middle East peace plan that involves every uh, every country over there, right? And this will be supported by every one of those countries, or we'll be, you know, we'll be challenging every one of them. And we will put together a United Nations-based military group, all right? We're not going to do it all ourselves. We're not going to do that. The, air, the uh, people in the 
Middle East are going to put troops into it, and they're going to sort themselves out, right? Or we'll figure out some penalties that they won't like, right? Like let, letting them go to Disney World, all right? And, uh, you know, cut them off somehow. It can be done. Anything can be done. Any problem, all right, that is carried out and carried on by men, women, countries can be stopped and or fixed, period, all right? So... What we're going to do is we're going to tell them, okay, we're going to come over there and we're going to help you guys get yourselves resettled. And we're going to start with Syria, all right? We're going to tell the leaders of the Syrian military in uh, some future uh, broadcast on uh, CS2 News, I'm going to name the leaders of the Syrian military by name. Head a couple of people by name, say, now we're going to say that we're going to come in there, this military force is going to be put together, and we're going to come into Syria, and we're going to deal with them. And we're going to tell the leaders of Syria, military, the only ones that are keeping Assad in power, or else he'd be dead, all right, that the first thing we're going to do when we come into that country is execute those leaders of the military. We're going to find them. We're going to kill them. Take out their, their, all their leadership, first thing. And they can think about that for about 30 days, all right? And I wouldn't be surprised if Assad's life changed dramatically, right? Because given the choice of death or figuring out how to make peace, I think uh, we may have an easier time going in there than not. Other than that, we're going to go in there and kick their butts, all right? Um, and it won't be pretty. It's not pretty over there now. I mean, the little people are getting destroyed. And again, going back to that m movie I talked about, I have to say it one more time. This is so obnoxious. Um, how to let go of the world and love all the things climate cannot change. Well, one of the things they talked about there, strangely enough, was Syria. And a lot of the problems that started over there in Syria were due to a drought. You know, people didn't have food. And it, it came that, um, according to that documentary, all right, which was, I think, well done, objective, um, they said basically that uh, Assad... Uh, started giving favors, water or whatever, helping certain people in the country and not helping the farmers, not helping all the farmers. And the farmers started to rebel. And that's when the carnage started. So it was the first climate-driven revolution, possibly. All right? And it was a drought. Anyway. So we're going to go in there and we are going to sort Syria out. We're going to make Syria a safe place for their own people to live. And we're going to hopefully repatriate an awful lot of those people. All right? Good, bad, or ugly, Syrian um, immigration has been a problem for the world. Uh, they're not settling that well and blending in, in, in uh, Europe because Europe doesn't take too well to outsiders, frankly, like we do. We do. A lot of those folks don't. So anyway, um, so we will start with Syria. And then we're going to do the, the next thing, and probably simultaneously, we're going to say, well, you have a country like Iraq. And when Hussein had Iraq, it was about 30% Sunni and about 70% Shi uh, Shiite. So being the nasty dictator he was, he gave the Sunni minority, okay, the military and the government. And they warlorded it over the Shiite majority, for years, and I mean years, all right? So when Assad, that's why when we went in there and took Sodom out, it was payback time, biblical. And that's why people were killing each other. 
That's why they were throwing each other out of their homes, because the Shiites had been put out of their homes by the, the Sunnis. It was payback time. So, as silly and as simple as it sounds, I think we need to say, okay, let's look at each country, which ones are Sunni, which ones are Shiite, right? I believe, example, that uh, uh, might be wrong, I should have looked this up a little bit more, but it's, you know, close enough. Um, Iran is predominantly Sunni, right? So we can just start relocating these people. We're not doing it because of climate change. We're doing it because let the Sunnis live with the Sunnis. Let them get relocated. Let the Shiites live with the Shiites. And other countries that can get along with each other, let them live there. Live there. But slowly but surely, we have to remove the reason for the you know the military conflicts over there, right? The killing um, and this foolishness that the Palestinians, who are really the junkyard dogs of the whole area over there, nobody wants the Palestinians, that's why they're, they are where they are, all right? Um, the Palestinians are going to have to come to peace with Israel, uh, Israel's going to have to come to peace with them, all right? We have to protect Israel just because that's what we do, all right? Um, and there's no reason that one country can say another country doesn't have the right to exist, if nothing else. It's nothing to do with the Christian religion or whatever. Okay, Old Testament, New Testament. Uh, they just don't have the right to do that. And it's, it's a religious excuse for wars over property, which is what most wars are fought over, property. And in, in the future, it's going to be, it's going to be fighting over oil, water, and food. And the Defense Department already has acknowledged that's one of our biggest problems, is migration because of climate change and food, right? Water. Another reason for us to go cut down on the world population. It all mixes together, right? And uh, I think we need to propose this. It's very, a bit radical. To relocate people, but it's not the first time it's been done in world history, and certainly not the first time it's been done in the Middle East, right? Um, but we have to make it very clear to the folks over there that we're just sick and tired of them, to death, sick and tired of them, all of them, right? Because they just want to kill, uh, and we have to then also deal with the, the two other little uh, ugly little piece here, and that's the defense industry. The defense industry in our country and the defense industry primarily in Russia, right? Because we're the two biggest arms sellers in the world. And we just have to deal with the profitability of our arms industry. Again, it's like Deep Throat said to uh, Woodruff, you know, Bob Woodward in, uh, in Watergate. Okay? Follow the money. It's always follow the money. Okay? So, um, I guess on that cute little note, I'll just uh, end this, right? Um, I hope that you found any of these videos that you watched interesting, uh, maybe a little challenging or thought-provoking, whatever, but rational, okay? Um, there isn't really a problem that we can't fix, okay? Um, other than if we burn the world up, we won't have the world to worry about. And we won't. We will, we will cease to be a problem for the world. The world will go on if we if we drive ourselves to extinction. All right. So um, it's something we really don't want to do because you don't want to be the last man and woman standing. All right. 
And so with that, I'll wrap up these videos. Uh, I, my intent is to uh, try to get some political things done between now and the election day. And I'll go back to what I said in the very beginning when I <clears throat> started all this. I think every American citizen is, is ready to, is able to vote, okay? And there's still time in many states. It's October 6th. I'm sorry, it's October 7th. And there's still time in some states to register to vote for this November's election, okay, a month from tomorrow, okay? Um, so do it and get out and vote. And I swear, if we just showed up as a group and voted out every incumbent, regardless of party, just vote them out because you say to yourself, well, my, my guy or my woman's really nice, and, you know, I like hearing them talking on the radio or the TV, I mean, and, um, you know, it's like, well, they're okay, but, but they're not okay. What have they done? You look at all the problems that we've addressed here, and we talked about them, and all the other writing on my website, and it's like, I'm just one person. All right, I've been doing this for years. They they have staff over there. Every one of your Congress people have offices and staff. And remember, Congress calls a, an agency in the federal government. Things stop until the answer is made, right? So we need to have problem solvers in Congress. And you'd be you will be astonished how quickly our problems would come to an end. Okay. So anyway, I uh, thank you for your any time that you put into listening to this. I hope you have found it worthwhile. All right? And so with that, I thank you. And uh, as always, say uh, God bless America. And take care of you and your family. Thank you.